Welcome to the MJ Podcast. I am she, Mary to Jesus. Thank you for tuning in to the MJ Podcast, by the way. I surely appreciate your support and attention. Um, I would like to build. We're working on a good thing here, so let's keep going. Ladies, is he marriage material? Is he? You're trying to decide on a life partner, and we just talked about how to choose a mate, but maybe you're eyeing somebody and you don't know. Is he marriage material? You're not sure, and you're not unbiased because you're already catching feelings for him. He's talking sweet to you. He's giving you those eyes, and you are catching feelings. So what are the red flags that you need to be looking for or have your friends help you look for that are just like big no-nos, don't go there, it's not a wise move, it's not a good decision. Well, tonight I've got seven things, seven red flags that I'm going to give you gals to help you (laughs) when you've caught feelings of, okay, I think I like him, so I need to really be checking out his character. I really need to be checking out what he's saying, what he's doing. Are they even the same thing? I really need to check him. And I will tell you why you have to do this, not just in a new relationship, even in your current relationships, gals. Now, now this is going to be targeted towards the single ladies, but these principles, these tips apply across the board. You can glean a lot of wisdom here in these red flags for whatever relationship or situationship or co-workership or whatever is happening around you. Because, you know, we live in a world with people. We live in a world full of people. So, here are some red flags that tell you you don't want to get involved or associate with this person. You certainly don't want to marry them. Okay, ladies, a man who tries to change who you are, that is number one. He doesn't even know you yet. What gives him the right to change you? Tell you what school to go to. Make those kind of life decisions for you. What friends to hang out with. God's role is to is to define who you are. You get to choose things in your life. You get to choose the course and the destiny of your life. You get to choose where you're going and who you spend your time with. So if this man is trying to change you when he's supposed to be getting to know you and and, and love and accept you to see if he well getting getting to know you to see if he can love and accept you unconditionally in a covenant relationship. The answer is no, red flag. He's not a good good mate right off the bat because he doesn't accept who you are. He's trying to change you. <laughs> Baby, love it or leave it. That is my saying. It ain't going to hurt my feelings. I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea and that's okay with me. That's all right. I'm, a, I'm good with that. L is good with that. I know who I am. So if a man is trying to change who you are, He is essentially telling you he does not like and is not okay with who you are. That can go both ways, whether the woman is insecure or she's too buck. 
if she's too buck, if she's too confident, if she's too smart, if she's too good looking, then brother, that's just too much woman for you. If you try to change her, you jealous, you don't like how she looks, you don't like the kind of attention she gets, well, guess what? She's too much for you, bro. You can't handle that kind of woman. Let her go. Love it or leave it. <laughs> Red flags, lady. Ladies, he doesn't know you. What gives him the right to change you? The only identity that man is allowed to change about you, ladies, is your last name, and that's after he's married you. Boom. Yeah. Truth bomb. That's how we're going to start this episode. <laughs> Number one, if the man tries to change you, that is a big red flag. Do not enter. Now, since we started this episode out with a bang, I'm going to drop another truth bomb because this is what God put on my heart to share with y'all for this episode. Ladies, this one is for you. This is for you gals. This has come straight from God's heart to my ladies, to my girls, to my lovely butterflies. Okay, I'm back. All right, so we're looking for marriage material marriage. And remember, God created marriage for his son, Jesus Christ, and then tells husbands to love their wives as Christ loves the church. Love. There's that word. There's that word again. A woman is made to be the recipient of love, right? Just because the man is the head does not mean that he is superior Oh no, woman is a man's equal, equal, I said equal, E-Q-U-A-L, oh Lord Jesus, I hope I spelled that right, (laughs) she's his equal, and the Lord said to me that I made a woman from man's side to be next to him, to be his counterpart, she is the complement of his existence in the earth. She complements his existence in the earth. He placed woman next to man at his side. And woman has been fighting for her rightful place ever since. God made man and woman equal. What's the, what's the verse that all you Christians remember the most about marriage? Don't be unequally yoked. There you go. There's your word. Equal. Don't be unequally yoked. Why can I say a woman is a man's equal? Because the Bible says that. The body is a unit. God doesn't, doesn't accidentally say words and they happen to be talking about the same subjects, either naturally or spiritually. Man and woman become one flesh when they get married. The body is a unit. And this 1 Corinthians 12 talks all about parts of the body. One body, multiple parts. That's exactly what marriage is. One body, you're one flesh, but two roles. No one is superior than the other. They have different roles. They have different responsibilities. But God has given them both purposes as well. And we're going to talk about that later. 
But 1 Corinthians says, on the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker, well, you know what? They're actually indispensable. (laughs) Go ahead, guys. Get rid of all the women on the earth. Go ahead. Because that also means the end of your existence. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, seriously. And the parts that we consider less honorable, we treat with greater honor. Isn't that a woman? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I know you you guys, and we'll, um, I know what y'all are like. A lot of y'all consider women less honorable. That's not who you want to brag about. Uh-uh, that's not who you want to talk about. Nope, nope. The Bible says we treat things that man, the parts of the body, the things that man consider less honorable with great honor. So, woman has been fighting for her rightful place ever since because we live in a fallen world. There is no male or female in Christ. Again, equal. (laughs) There is neither Jew nor Gentile, not even slave or free. Wow, that'll blow your mind. That'll straight blow your mind. Galatians 3.28, if you meditate on that verse, it's amazing. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. You know, God made us to glorify him, to glorify God, to bring um, honor and glory to his son, Jesus Christ, who saved us and sanctified us and washed us with his blood. Just by accepting Christ, we bring honor and glory to God because Christ did something for us that we can never repay, ever. So when I say the God is told me something specifically, and it's not a direct quote from the Bible, you best believe I'm going to go confirm the word in the Bible. And the Bible backs it up. Woman has been fighting for her rightful place ever since. That's what God said to me. I created woman to be man's equal at his side. I placed her next to him. and But woman has been fighting for her rightful place ever since. This world is just really something. It'll just push you down, hurt your feelings, make you feel like you're nothing just because you're a weaker vessel and you're a woman. And you can't fight for yourself. I mean, you can't fight back to these men. You can't say anything. Most of the men are the rulers on the earth, right? We're all born into certain authorities, whether it's country or city or government or school or parents or church. You just are automatically born into an authority um, on this earth, And you have to, I mean, you have to submit or pay the consequences, right, of the authorities. Okay, so having established that, let's talk about red flag number two. God has given you, ladies, as a single female, you are born, even as a child, you have parents. You have parents. Before you ever met this man or caught feelings for this man or meet this person, you have a place that you've been planted in this earth. And it's with your parents or whoever your guardians are. If a man comes into your life and he tries to take you away from your parents and takes tries to take you away from your friends, that's a red flag. Why is he trying to isolate you like that? Why can't he socialize? Why can't y'all do stuff together with the, with your people that you know and love? Does he not love your people? Does he not like your people? Does he not trust them? Or does he not just does he not want to meet them? 
Does he not want to have a place in your life? Because that's where your life is right now, right? With those people. So red flag number two, if he tries to turn you away from your parents, that's just, that's just starting in strife. That's just sowing strife right there. If he's like that, that's a red flag, honey. That, 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 you don't want to go there before marriage. You're going to have that battle afterwards anyways. Okay. All right. Number three, red flag. Sharp cutting or coarse joking remarks. Just little things, little ha ha ha, little things here and there. <laughs> I was just kidding. Oh, I was just joking, you know. And then he starts flirting, and then he starts touching your shoulder, and then he's touching your hand. You know, he was just joking, but it hurt your feelings. Yeah, your your rude comments hurt my feelings, right? Oh, but he's just joking, like a madman shooting firebrands and deadly arrows. So is the man who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. Proverbs 28, 18 through 19. That's what I just read. A madman. Well, first of all, it's never a good idea to get involved with a madman. (laughs) Second of all, especially if he's not only mad, he is also throwing things and shooting things like, like fiery rockets and bullets. Like, okay, he's loaded. That's not a good idea. Don't get involved with him if he's mad, if if he's loaded. No, I'm not talking about money loaded. <laughs> I'm talking about loaded on other stuff. He's this guy's loaded with deadly arrows. It's like uh like the mean Cupid. <laughs> Nobody wants to get bit by the mean Cupid. <laughs> Cupid's supposed to bring love. God send us angels of love. <laughs> so is the man, and here's the next part of the verse who deceives his neighbor. So he's already, he's operating in deception, ladies. That's why it hurts is because he's saying one thing, but he's doing another, right? His words are hurtful and he's saying he doesn't mean it, but he just said hurtful words. If you don't mean it, why'd you say hurtful words? I mean, that's a lie. You're a liar, right? So the man who deceives his neighbor, and then he says, oh, I was only joking. (laughs) Psalm 64, will talk to you about the hurtful tongue. Just remember, You want to marry that hurtful tongue, ladies? Nope, didn't think so. Don't want to listen to that for life, right? God knows the inner man and the heart. A person's heart is deep, unsearchable, mysterious even. But God knows it all. God knows if that man is operating in deception. God even knows if that man is deceiving himself. God knows. So, move on to red flag number four. Lies. Lies, lies, lies. You guys know what a lie is, right? (laughs) I mean, you don't need me to tell you what a lie is, right? When somebody says one thing and they do another or they say something and they don't actually mean what they say. They're just lying to you. They're just saying that for whatever reason, to appease you, to avoid conflict, to not ruffle feathers, to hide what they're doing, to hide their secret plans, to hide their true intentions. There's a lot of reasons. Again, God knows the heart, but there's a lot of reasons why people lie afraid of getting in trouble. Lots of reasons. Hopefully you know what a lie is. Is someone who lies to you, you gals are smart, is someone who lies to you going to be a good life partner? 
Absolutely not. Correct answer, ladies. The truth is, if somebody lies to you, they don't care enough about you to tell you the truth. They either don't respect you enough or they just don't care what you think. They don't care that they've lied to you. They don't care if they've hurt your feelings. They don't care if they've done you wrong. They don't care if you know the truth or don't. They are not respecting of you and your personhood if they're lying to you. Yeah, they'll they'll whisper sweet little lies to you. <laughs> But if they're lying to you, it's a red flag. Back away. Do not enter. He is not marriage material. Moving on. Red flag number five. If he requires you to submit and obey him before marriage. Oh, yeah. Wives, respect your husbands. Be submissive, obeying them, right? That's what the Bible says. Who does it say it to? Wives. I ain't your wife. I ain't fixing to obey you. I ain't fixing to do what you tell me to. I don't have to. I am, I, you have no legal jurisdiction to enforce authority on my life. Period. Ladies, that's the truth. That's real. I, I'm, I'm straight not going to give up my freedom. You want the, what, what a man, when he is chasing a woman, what he is pursuing is he's chasing her freedom because he is basically going to take her into his home and now she will have a new quote unquote sovereign, a new person, a new authority to obey, to cater to, to take care of, to tend to, right? Like Adam and Eve were tending to God's garden. Because they will be united in purpose. Whatever, wherever he's driving that car, wherever he's sailing that ship, she's along for the ride as his helpmate. If he's asking you to submit and obey him and y'all ain't married and he ain't even talking about it, bro, you need, you need to check yourself. If you're doing this and you're a guy listening, you need to check yourself. Why do you need all that? Why do you need all that respect? Why you need all them women doing what you tell them to and ask you to do? Hmm? What you need that for? Respect is earned, bro. It's earned. You earn a woman's trust. You earn a woman's love. Ladies, I know it kind of sounds fun and cute when you give a man that position, especially if you never have before. It can be fun if you actually respect somebody enough to listen to them. But until he tells you to do something you don't want to do, <laughs> right? And here goes another test. Like we talked about last time, can you obey him? Will, will you let that man tell you what you can and cannot wear? If you can't, because you saw some of these red flags, <laughs> you really need to start backing away, sister. You really, really do. And if he's mean and nasty and doesn't know how to treat a lady and that's why he's demanding you listen to him and do what he says, I'm not talking about a boyfriend who's just trying to give wise counsel and be a source of wisdom and a source of godly love and friendship and trying to, you know, pursue the right things and the right path. I'm talking to y'all who need some help. If he's mean and nasty and trying to get you to do everything he says, and he's not your husband. He's out of line, folks. He's out of line. That's not his place. If he wants that place, he needs to purchase it. Right? 
A man lays down his life for his wife. He ain't done, he ain't done that. And he don't have a right to tell you what to do. Is he your boss? Right? I mean, is, is, he, is he your pastor? I mean, does he have some role where he actually can tell you what to do or give you advice or correct you or withhold your pay or <laughs> give you a raise? I mean, if God has not set him up as an authority in your life, you make sure you check with God before you set him up as an authority in your life. Amen? And if he tries to demand that position, demand that you obey him, demand that you submit to him, demand that you respect him, well, I mean, he can. He can try. <laughs> he, can, he can. He can try that. The truth is, that's not how respect is earned. It's not how respect works. It's not how it works, bro. It's not how it works. It's not what women are like. It's not how they respond. You have to find a better way. You just got to find a better way. All right. Red flag number six. He hides his love. He hides his love for you. He hides his affection for you. He's stingy with that. And he hides your relationship. Hidden love is not good. Open rebuke is better than hidden love. Don't you remember the last episode? Hidden love's not good. If he's hiding you from his friends and his family, he is subtly devaluing you by refusing to associate with you publicly. He's not only selfish, but he's not but he's also not serious about you. He's not serious about you. If he don't want to show you off to his friends and family, he ain't trying to pursue anything more with you. I'm sorry, ladies, but he's not. If he's pursuing a secret relationship with you, he's not pursuing a public one. There is a difference between public and private matters. Know the things that go on in the bedroom are, you know, shouldn't be talked about. No, they shouldn't be talked about. They are private matters. But it's real hard to hide who you're spending all your time in the bedroom with in this world today. With all the cameras and everything and everyone's so connected today. It's hard to hide that. And it's, and it's living a double life, really. Why is he hiding his love? Why isn't he okay with openly showing affection towards you? Why is he not okay with associating with you? What benefit is there? What benefit is there to him? You got to figure that out for yourselves, lady, ladies. You got to figure that out for yourself. It, it could be different. But I'm telling you right now, it's a red flag and it needs your attention. You need to stop, pause, and proceed with caution. <laughs> red flag number seven and the last red flag. So let's do a quick recap. Red flag number one, he tries to change who you are. Red flag number two, tries to take you away from your parents, tries to isolate you, right? Get you away from your friends on your own. Hopefully he doesn't use ultimatums to do this that's it's way too early in the dating game for anybody to use ultimatums red flag number two he tries to turn you against your parents or take you away from your parents and your your people but number three he also might be using coarse jokes you know sarcasm sharp remarks harsh words saying he's only joking 
you know, just teasing. You don't have to give up your friends or you don't have to, you know, um, listen to my mean jokes about your mom. Like, you don't know. Ladies, that's a red flag. If he's trying to take you away from your parents, if he's harsh with his words, he's probably also, honestly, if he's got red flags number two and three, he's probably also got red flag number four. Lies. He lies. You can, you've caught him in a lie. You've caught him double talking. You've caught him not being completely honest. When you confront him about it, does he lie more? Does he fess up? These are things you need to red flag in your relationships when they happen. Red flag number five. He's, he's trying to demand that you submit and obey and, res- and, and respect him to that level before you're even married. That don't even make sense, bro. You, you gotta, you gotta earn that place in a woman's life. And number six, he hides you. He hides you. So he wants you to, you know, he already wants you to obey him in not telling everybody that y'all are together. That's a big no-no. That's a huge red flag. That's a relationship I can tell you right now. You need to just ask God to give you the strength to walk away from. Amen. And red flag number seven, believe it or not, folks, red flag number seven is going to cost you. Guys, this is one that applies across the board. Red flag number seven in your relationships, always check, is negligence. Is he negligent? If he's negligent and neglecting you in dating, oh, best believe it's going to be worse than neglect in marriage. He will be negligent. Now, guys, ladies, Let me just, when I studied this, God just really opened my mind to some things. And I don't think any of us have the appreciation and respect for neglect like we should. You see, Adam and Eve were in a perfect environment. They were in the Garden of Eden, in heaven on earth, living in the presence of God. They were immortal. Sin hadn't come into the world yet. They were dwelling with God in the cool of the day, enjoying life. There was no sin in the world. There weren't even other people in the world. And Adam and Eve fell. They committed a a crime and fell. High treason against God. The woman influenced the man to do wrong. Why does she do this? How does she do this? Why does she do that to her man? This is like a whole nother episode. (laughs) We'll go into that another time. But the truth is, why does she hurt her man like that? There were no other women around to be jealous of. There was no sin in the world. So the man wasn't, I mean, Adam wasn't lying to his wife. Adam wasn't lying to Eve. There was no sin in the world. So how did all this, I mean, how does such a terrible thing, like the doom of the entire uh, world and, and the humankind, the race of mankind, in that moment all became doomed eternally? Like that's a major fall. That's a major event, not life event. That's a major world event. That was a major event even in eternity, folks. It was an eternal decision that they made to sin against God. And here's the truth. Adam's neglect of his wife opened the door for his own disobedience. 
God gave him the command to subdue. And instead, he allowed the devil in his domain and gave Satan ground. This is where Adam's disobedience started. He was not tending to his guard. He was not tending to his wife. There was no one that was lying to her except the devil. The devil is definitely somebody that needs to be subdued, who needs to be stopped, kicked out of the garden, defeated. Who did God give the command to rule and subdue to? The man. God told him to rule and here he's not doing it. So he's really one little one little foothold already on his way to disobedience. Right? He's allowing this. You don't believe me? Well, then why do you think God held Adam accountable? Man heard the command directly from God. Now, in Adam's defense, God love him, God bless him, we'll see him in heaven one day. Maybe Adam wasn't perceptive enough to realize that that snake was actually the devil, was actually a true enemy. The serpent was in that, uh, the the serpent that was in that snake. The spirit that was in that snake was not of God. It was an enemy. It was a lying devil. (laughs) Literally, it was a lying devil. (laughs) And Adam is allowing this lying devil to talk to his woman. Guys, you gonna let your woman, you gonna let your baby talk to a lion snake, a lion devil? I sure hope not. And here's, you don't know it, but your negligence is what opens the door from that, for that. So stop the devil when he's hurting your woman by lying to her, when he's harassing your woman. From, I mean, you're allowing the devil to hurt your woman and you just going to do nothing about it? Folks, that's a red flag. If he's not trying to protect you, he's not of God. And he's certainly not marriage material. This is, this is, we're talking to my single gals here. He's not, he's not marriage material. This is what he's like before you're married. And guys, if this is what you're allowing in your marriages, don't be surprised when she leads you down the path of the devil. When she leads you down to death. If that's the path she takes your life. I mean, you think the devil's going to play nice with you? You think the devil is a nice person? He's an evil spirit. He's an he, he's wicked, he's evil, he hates you. He wants you dead. Your negligence of your wife that you're responsible for when you love yourself, you're loving her. Why? Because she influences you, whether you know it or not, whether you admit it or not, and whether you want her to or not. The things that are going on with that woman are going to affect you. Why? I mean, you going to hang out with your enemies? No, nobody does that. It's not 
wise. It's just not wise to hang out with your enemies and get cozy and comfortable with them. Ladies, if he's negligent of you, it's a red flag. It opens the door for it opened the door for Adam and Eve to lose everything. That's God held the man accountable. The world didn't fall when Eve sinned. The world fell when Adam sinned. So don't be surprised if you let your woman talk to the devil and have conversations with the devil and play nice with the devil when she either leads you to evil or she becomes evil. She was the one influencing Adam, the man in charge, and she's being influenced by the devil. Therefore, you're walking around a demonic influence when that woman is living that way. Neglect is how the door got opened. Tending to the garden, taking care of her, shepherding her is how the door will be shut. Because you got to figure out how to shut some doors if, if your woman's opened some doors that don't need to be open. Jesus shows us how to tend and care for the flock. Because he's our shepherd. He's our good shepherd. He binds up our wounds. He leads us. He guides us. He feeds us. He waters us. He makes us lie down by green pastures. He nourishes us. He protects us. He watches over us. Jesus is a good shepherd. He's not a negligent shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's a tender, caring, loving shepherd. And he's not going to constantly put you in harm's way. Ladies, he's not going to constantly hurt you and put your life in danger. Even with his own words. Jesus is a gentleman. He's not playing a cruel game of cat and mouse. Like a cat just wants to, you know, acts like he just wants to play with that mouse because cats think it's fun. And in the end, what happens to the mouse at the end? Well, the cat kills him. The mouse dies. That's, (laughs) God is a shepherd. God doesn't play games. Ladies, you're smart. Is a man who displays any of these seven red flags marriage material? The answer is no. Answer is no. Sweetie, his deficiencies will affect the efficacy of your mission in Christ. Likewise, for you guys, you have a divine purpose. Your woman will affect the efficiency and the efficacy of your mission here on earth. She's a help meet. She helps you meet your purpose. She is a purpose partner. Somebody you're looking for as a life partner. Partner indicates two. Somebody that you can partner with in purpose for life. For this temporal existence on this earth. You choose the wrong purpose partner. Brother, it will limit your destiny. It will limit it. It will affect your eternal destiny. How do I know this? Because it affected Adam's eternal destiny. The snake came in. He wasn't invited. It was already a party of three, Adam, Eve, and God. And here comes 
an influencer for evil. And even though the woman is bringing an evil influence into her marriage, Adam didn't have to obey that, didn't have to listen to that because he'd heard directly from God. But instead, he listens to his wife. And not only their eternal destiny, but ours. And honestly, even Jesus' eternal destiny was impacted because man, who God gave free will, chose sin. They chose to sin. They chose it. That's right. It's chosen. Free will. It's a choice. So if you're a man of purpose, you need to be sure you choose the right partner because she will either help or hinder your purpose. God has a purpose for you to fulfill. She will help you fulfill that calling. And the less negligent you are of her, the better at fulfilling your purpose you will be together. Amen? Ladies, a man is not entitled to your love and affection. It has to be earned. It absolutely has to be earned. Your favor your time, your love and affection, you calling him whatever you going to call him. <laughs> he has to earn that place in your heart and in your life. Make sure he's sent from God. Make sure he's of God. Make sure you think he's going to be someone who loves you like Christ loves the church. Jesus bride. And honestly, I've been through some church hurt, y'all. So I want to bless y'all with another truth bomb that the Lord blessed me with. Um, as I was walking through a lot of church hurt. And God was helping me and making sure that I knew that I was loved and welcomed in his home. God said to me, and you know, me being who I am, I understand this. He was like, who's, who's the most welcomed woman, you know, at the party? I used to throw a lot of parties. Okay, don't judge me. <laughs> and, you know, um, I'm like, obviously the host, right? I mean, she's throwing the party, so <laughs> she's the most welcomed one. And he was kind of like, no, that's not really what I was going for. Um, except that it is kind of what he was going for, because basically he was saying it to me as a single woman. But if I were dating someone, well, that person that I was going steady with would be the next most welcome person at the party. And that's when he said to me, my bride is the most welcome person in my house. Does the bride walk around on eggshells? Does the bride walk around tippy-toe around me? Is that her impression of my love? There's God's asked me this stuff. Because I've had wrong thoughts about God and his love and towards him. Ladies, that, that man's supposed to make you feel welcomed, loved, wanted. Because Jesus welcomes us into his presence, loves us, wants us. There's no one more welcome in that home than the homeowner, right? Well, God owns the house. It's God's house. And who's the co-owner? 
Who's the co-heir? Who is he one with? His bride, his mate, his wife. So it goes to reason that the next most welcome party in that home is the wife, is the woman. She should be the one who is most at ease in that relationship. Not the man. He's laying down his life. He's laying down himself. He's laying down his flesh. He's laying down his pride. Maybe he hadn't yet. If you see any of of red flags, one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven. But ladies, that's what you should expect of a mate, of a God-sent mate. If you don't feel welcomed, if you don't feel loved, if you don't feel like he's interested, honey, he may not be. That's a red flag and you need to bounce. You need to bounce. Either he's not the one, he's not of God, or his spirit may not be of God. If a man really wants you, if he really wants to be with you, if he really loves you, he ain't going to make you doubt. He's not going to make you chase him. Oh, God, I pray he's not that insecure. That he has to have women chasing him to make him feel good about himself. Red flag, ladies. Red flag. And baby, don't you give him wife privileges or husband privileges if he ain't your man. If he ain't your husband, if he ain't your man, don't give him that kind of access to you. Don't give him the privileges. You, you know what I'm talking about. Friends with benefits, a benefit is a privilege. <laughs> don't give him those privileges if he's not your husband. Make him marry you first or cut him off. Cut a brother off quick. Oh, Jesus, I'll cut a brother off quick. Oh. <sighs> All right, ladies, I know this has been a tough one, (laughs) but gals, there's some things you just can't do. Honestly, you cannot change a man's heart. God has to change a man's heart. A man's heart is in the hand of the Lord. The king's heart is like a stream of water and God turns it whichever direction he pleases. You can't change that man's heart. God has to do that. So pray for whoever it is you're interested in. Honestly, that's the best thing you can do. Pray for them. Pray about them to God. Talk to God about them. Pray about it. Because this is going to be, hopefully the best thing that's ever happened to you is this marriage. I hope it's not going to be the worst thing that ever happens to you. There, Don't. Don't become a statistic. There are so many people. Honestly, that's what the statistics are for. To show us how many people this happens to. It doesn't have to be you. Even if he hurt your feelings, you can still pray for him. Ask that he would come to the saving knowledge of Christ. And move on. Pick up your empty water bucket and move on. Dust your shoulders off. (laughs) I'll say it again, these seven red flags, and there's a few others in there that I mentioned just threw in as bonus. Ladies, drivers beware. Your life, your car. You're getting in his car. And and this is, this is what he's like, maybe. I hope he's not. I hope he's of God. I hope he's a true blessing on your life. But if if you're seeing these red flags, you really need to get on your knees and talk to the Lord. Make sure he's from God. Make sure he's the one. And guys this is you, if you're doing these things, 
I want to first of all say that you are worthy of God's love. Your worth doesn't come from women, what your mama said about you, what your daddy did to you. Your worth comes from God. God breathed his very spirit into you. And you have worth just because you were created in God's image. You have wealth just because you were created in God's image. You were, tre- you were treasure to God. Bad, your, your behavior might be bad, but you're still treasure to God. God's, God loves you. Even if, you're, even if you're a sinner, honestly, even if you're not saved, God loves you. Jesus Christ died for you. He loves you. Your eternal spirit and soul is priceless to God. Christ gave his life for you, poured out his own blood, had his hands nailed to a cross for you so that you could be saved from your sin, so that you could be forgiven eternally. Laurel L. Boogie Markovich isn't just righteous today. I'm righteous eternally. I'm just as righteous now as I was the day I got saved. I don't stand in my own righteousness. I have none of my own. Jesus gave me his righteousness. I'm just as righteous as Jesus is. And brother, if you're not saved, don't turn your nose up at God. I know that our culture celebrates arrogance and pride, but don't turn your nose up at God, okay? God, God, here's the thing. God, God doesn't want you to keep his, your relationship secret, but God knows this world is a dangerous place. And God doesn't, God understands if you keep your relationship with him secret. God will even guide you into all safety. God will lead and guide you. But on judgment day, brothers and sisters in Christ, do you want to be found in your own righteousness or do you want to be found in God's righteousness? I want to be found in the righteousness of God, in in Jesus Christ, my righteousness, and none of my own. That's what being saved is all about. When you stand before God Almighty on judgment day, Are you standing there as a sinner whose sins haven't been washed away by the blood of Jesus? And in your own righteousness, which is filthy, stinking rags to God. Or are you going to be found in him? Are you going to be found in the Lord? Except in the one and only perfect sacrifice that God gave for you, his only son. God, who is rich in mercy, is ready to forgive you. He's so full of unfailing love for all who ask for help. That's Psalm 86 and 5. There is no sin that God can't forgive you for, brother. God loves you. God wants you. But God needs you to accept what Christ has done for your salvation. He needs you to believe that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and Lord of lords. And that he died for your sins and God raised him on the third day for your justification. God needs you to accept the gift of salvation. Because Christ did die for you. 
That is, a tr- that is the truth. That is a fact. That is an eternal truth. And once you accept him, once you're married to him, you can't, can't get out of that marriage. <laughs> That's not one you can get out of. Trust me, I tried. <laughs> I've been like, leave me alone, girl. I won't be married no more. <laughs> God won't let me go. God won't let me go. <laughs> So God, who is rich, and I'm back, I'm back. I know I have these moments when I'm having a conversation with myself. It's fine. Y'all have been with me. You know me by now. <laughs> God, who is rich in mercy, and he loves you. No matter what you've done, no matter who you hurt, no matter how many women you hurt, brother, God loves you and wants you to be saved. Will you come to know Christ today? Will you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Will you come to dinner with Will you come to the marriage supper of the Lamb? Will we see at the table? You're going to be cast into eternal darkness. Never to be thought of again. Eternal damnation. God don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. Nobody wants that for you. Not someone who's of God's spirit. No. We want you to be saved. And you can be saved today. Call on the name of the Lord. He promises that all who call upon his name shall be saved. And ladies... If you're dating somebody or talking to somebody who exhibits any of these seven red flags, you need to take a pause for the cause. You need to stop and ponder the path that your feet live cautiously. And consider the direction that relationship might be going. Consider the direction that relationship might take your life. Ponder the path of your feet. Men aren't watching those rom-com movies. (laughs) They don't know how they're supposed to act or how you expect them to act. This world is dark. It's getting darker. And in these last days, men will be, men and women, will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of pleasure. They won't care about hurting people. They'll be unforgiving. They'll be unholy. You have to guard your heart, guard your life, guard your affections, ladies. Well, guard your heart and guard your affection. God guards your life. But you need to watch where you walk by talking to the Lord about this person. Honestly, ladies, (laughs) you may not know a lot about men. Okay? And that's all right. There's no shame in that. There's no judgment in that. You're doing the right thing by even trying to learn and find out more about how to live your life. Let me tell you something. Something about men. About these men's. (laughs) That God has, you know, ordained as, as a ruler. Someone he's given dominion to in this earth. God didn't just give man dominion. God gave man and woman dominion. He sees them as one, remember? God's given them both dominion. And I guess I'm going to give you all my goods today because here's another something that the Lord spoke to me that has blessed me immensely. This is years ago he said this to me. When you've been given the gift of divine authority, the divine gift of authority, the devil will do anything to put you under him. A lot of men 
think that women have their place and that their place is under them. Oh yeah, oh yeah, sister. You may not have seen it yet, but I promise you, put in the right situation, that mentality of that man, oh, it's going to come out. But that man doesn't think that the, the weaker vessel, the woman vessel, is really his equal. Not only is she his equal, she'll straight bring a brother down quick. Happened with Adam, did it not? I repeat what God said to me. I create a woman equal next to man. I put her at his side and she has been fighting for her rightful place ever since. Oh yeah, brother, you're the head. But guess what? And you, you, you guys think, oh, well, I'm the head, so she's under me. Nah, bro, she's your crown. Mm-hmm. Because the whole world, is, it's quite obvious when you look at a couple, what's really going on in that relationship. It ain't, it's, it ain't, nobody, you can't hide who you really are. You just can't. People are way too perceptive. Man. Ladies. It's unfortunate that you have to demand respect. The the fact that I even have a podcast like this, the fact that we're having to educate people on how to treat others speaks to the deprived moral nature of humankind at this point in our existence. It's unfortunate that you have to teach people and train people how to treat you because that tells you they don't actually know how to treat a woman. They don't actually know how to treat a lady. And why don't they know? Why, why, am I, why am I as a woman having to teach you how to treat me and you're a man? Because, ladies, nobody ever taught that man how to be a man. It is not a woman's place to teach a man how to be a man. That's his stuff. That's his issues. And if you, if you link up, if you, if you marry into that, it's going to be a bumpy road. It's going to be rocky. It's going to be tough. Why? Because you don't have a whole person leading you. you got a broken vessel leaking water everywhere. That's a problem and it's going to affect your life. So ladies, look at these red flags. When they happen, you need to be astute, attentive, prayerful when you get into relationships. Now, praise God that I have this podcast. I, too, have had a lot to learn. There's no judgment. There's no condemnation. But let's not hide the truth that we've, a lot of us have been raised in generations where we didn't follow God's ways. We've gone the ways of the world. Therefore, we have to relearn some things in God's kingdom because God says there's parts of the body that are indispensable. And that weaker vessels should be honored. That a woman should be honored. Now, ladies, we'll talk about you ladies another day. Because this one, this podcast is really for the ladies who need some serious help. Because I know there's a whole other side of this about women who will not submit, will not be told what to do. And that's because a lot of them never had a man in the household to begin with. So they don't know how to come up under a man and feel safe. So ladies, we'll talk to y'all another day about that. 
Keep tuning in. Thank you for listening to the MJ Podcast. God bless you. Have a great day.